It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Sunday. So six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday. I say that the way I'm saying it because some people got confused because Monday was a holiday. Kind of screws everybody up. Miss Mary was one of the worst. She just, her whole week was completely screwed up. She kept getting the day wrong. So I just uh, want to warn her as well. Mary, it is now Friday. Morning, Jim. Jim sent me a note. Ah, Friday. Yes. Already, first thing in the morning. And I'm going to start this morning... By picking on one of the worst news organizations, for some reason, they have a reputation of being one of the best that everybody does it like they do, but they're one of the worst out there. AP News. Hang on, that's coming up. Today's show is sponsored by Do-It-Yourself Pet Taxidermy Kit. You'll never have to say goodbye to Mr. Sprinkles again. So, and thank you to our morning sponsors. So, okay, AP News has been one of the worst that I've ever uh, read, and I've been doing this since 1983 and I've been reading news no matter what I did in radio which is mostly talk radio I've always had to read AP news uh, as part of the job and always identifying them at a very early stage as a news organization that not only made a lot of mistakes but they also had an extreme bias that's gotten worse over the years I mean really bad and I just found where they blew it again and it got a lot of national attention. And yet they supposedly still have the reputation of one of the best news organizations out there. Well, only with other liberal biased news organizations. I have audio to go with this too. Hang on. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so let's take a look. I have audio to go along with this from AP News to explain the story. This particular one has to do with the Harvard University plagiarism scandal. And as you know... The moment that the Harvard professor was finally forced to resign, which she doesn't care because she gets to keep her salary. She still works at the university. She still gets to keep her salary, which is massive. You wish you made that kind of money. Well, okay. She, at this university and the scandals surrounding it all, was forced to resign for, well, you'll hear it in the story, other uh, presidents of other universities have had to resign for the same reason. But because of the scandal surrounding her, it's been said that conservatives who did not like the idea that a black woman was president of Harvard ran her off, which, of course, is not the case. 
But AP News played along with it, and now they're backtracking. Here's the story. The AP is having to walk back a recent headline and report and admit they got it wrong. Here's the original version of their news article covering Harvard's president stepping down. Harvard president's resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges plagiarism. That headline, along with some of these sentences within the article's body, have since been edited after the AP received backlash over calling plagiarism a new conservative weapon. Their new headline removes the word weapon, but keeps the premise that a conservative attack helped to fan outrage over the president's plagiarism. The way the AP characterized the president's resignation and capitalized on a conservative effort to have her removed didn't sit right with users on Twitter. A community note label was slapped on AP's article, something that allows users to offer context to a post. Readers added this context. Plagiarism is a breach of rules for Harvard University. There were a series of breaches, and plagiarism cannot be considered a weapon. A Washington Post columnist said they buried the lead. The GOP stole this weapon from colleges, which for years punished people for plagiarism with little to no input from conservatives. It wasn't just just AP's headline that was largely criticized. There were portions of their article that were also later changed in an attempt to remove bias. When highlighting a conservative activist tweet that read scalped, referring to gay's removal, the Associated Press says the user was acting as if gay was a trophy of violence, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. The AP later adding context, it wasn't only used by white colonists. In recent in recent years, Stanford University and the University of South Carolina had a change in leadership due to plagiarism allegations. The Associated Press still sets the standard for journalists across the country. Even though according to All Sides, which provides media biased ratings for over 1,400 media outlets, the AP does have a left-leaning bias. The extreme left-leaning. Now, if you're thinking this is all about the Harvard University ex-president, it really isn't. What I'm talking mainly about here is AP News. And how for decades, I, every time I come up with an AP story, I end up saying, hold it, folks, caution. I say that right on the air. Hold it, folks, caution. I'm reading an AP news story. So first off, I have to look at where they've just made horrible mistakes. And then I have to worry about the bias. And I'll edit as I go. Now, I'll give AP news this. When it comes to grammar, proper grammar, there are big, thick books out there that are produced about the AP News writing style regarding grammar, proper use of words, punctuation, and so on. And they do set the standard in that. In that, they're very good. But in everything else... So here's another story I came across. AP again accepts funding from climate activist group. AP issues bought and paid for propaganda disguised as news. Now, this is from a Climate Depot, which is someone I refer to on a regular basis about uh, the cult of climate change. So, okay. The KR Foundation, the story says, leaves little doubt about where it stands on the issue of climate change. On its website, the group states that it's uh, addressed to climate, the climate crisis, as they call it. They'll be pushing for rapid phase-out of organic fuels, coal, gas, and oil on a global level, in line with the Paris Climate Agreement as signed by government and backed by industry and society. That's what they say. Industry and society, well, industries don't back it, neither does society. Industry is being forced into it. Society doesn't back it, but all right. And now for the paltry sum of about $3 million, 
It has one of the world's largest news organizations ready to use their propaganda on its behalf. It's estimated that somewhere around 4 billion people have access to the content of AP News each day. Of course, the KR Foundation is small potatoes when it comes to AP accepting funds from activist groups. Last February, AP admitted that it had taken at least $8 million from climate activists when it announced that it had created a new team to focus on climate change issues. So they're going to report climate change issues, and they're taking money, large sums of money, from climate activists to cover those issues. Quote, this far-reaching initiative will transform how we cover the climate story. I bet it will. That's the AP senior vice president. Yeah, taking money from the people that you'll be reporting about. And you wonder why they're so biased? Of course not. AP claims that it maintains strict editorial independence despite the enormous amount of funding from these advocacy groups, which knows a lie. A quick check of its recent headlines on the subject of climate change, of course, will tell you a different story. For instance, a recent headline, Climate Change Threatens Bolivian Livelihood on November 30th. Climate change hits women harder. Uh, Activists want to address it at uh, COP28, November 20th. Endangered species list grows by 2,000. Climate change is part of the problem. So... Again, if you're thinking this is a climate change story, it's not. I'm talking about what AP News does. And this is very typical of biased media. Now, when I look at the bias of AP News and what they're doing here, I'd have to say that that's not – it's just one of many news organizations that you have to deal with on a daily basis if you're looking for news that operate the same exact way. Ah. I don't know. It's difficult to go to find actual news that's not only not biased, but not tainted like this. Now, then we have the story of Epstein. Hang on, it's coming. Attention. This radio show has been taken over by artificial intelligence. Since it's obvious you humans have no idea what you are doing, this unit has determined that it must take over and rule. Ha 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 ha. Sorry, folks, the toaster oven in our kitchen thought it was all bad, so we'll be needing a new one. And we're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Six twenty three is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Okay, so if you're just joining me, I was just ragging on AP News for a lot of things, not just their coverage of recently the Harvard president being forced to step down out of the presidency. But again, she still works for Harvard University and still earns almost $900,000 a year. Okay, just so you know. But, but you know, she's being punished for that, I guess. AP News, the way they covered it and admitted their bias and mistakes. And then, of course, I point out with the cult of climate change, how AP News has taken millions of dollars, a lot of money, from climate activists, and then they report the way the activists want them to report. And AP News says, well, that doesn't cause us to be biased. Yeah, right, of course you're biased. Now, it's not just them. Let's go back. The Epstein thing is really big right now because finally, because the judge had ordered it, Epstein's client list has been revealed. Now, I just want to be very clear about this. Just because someone's on the list 
doesn't mean they were visiting his island and taking advantage of little girls. So you've got to be very careful about that. Just because Bill Clinton's mentioned on the list doesn't mean you have any evidence against them. They're just on the client list. But Epstein had clients for many different things, right? Well, here's the story I have in front of me. Jeffrey Epstein's saga, much has been forgotten and much is still covered up. Epstein's black book, as we call it, is still hidden. And revelations of the past 24 hours are just what came out during one trial. And the government is still hiding the ball when it comes to more shocking revelations. Don't be fooled. There is much more to be learned, and we'll probably never see it all. It story says it has been so long since the saga started, you may not remember one of the more shocking revelations. ABC News had the Epstein story, photos, interviews, multiple victims. I'm going to back up and do that again. It's important. ABC News had the Epstein story, photos, interviews, multiple victims, for whom we still haven't heard from. And the executives at the company quashed the story. We learn from a leak, the reporter who researched the story went on a tear when she was off the air. Now, I have, let's hope this plays okay here, I have the audio of this reporter because she was covering this. She was covering all of this. And it, it just was not, she just couldn't believe that all of the work that she was doing, she was not allowed to report it. So she thought she was off the air when she said this. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. I had it all three years ago. Breaking okay, so <laughs> that was, again, I, what I'm watching here as I'm watching the video is this young lady reporter, well, young by my standards, is sitting there at a studio for ABC News with, with Times Square in the background right there. And as far as she's concerned, they're not on air. And they weren't. Someone was still recording this, but they just weren't on air. That got to what you just heard, the video actually, got to Project Veritas, who went ahead and put this on. So let's remember now, this is ABC News covering up the story years before you and I ever even heard about it. Now, very typical of news organizations today, which is why, 
I ask people every so often, you understand why I have trust issues? Something I, I say to people repeatedly throughout my life is I don't expect you to agree with me or believe me on everything. I, I would be shocked if you did agree with me on everything. But can you understand why I have massive trust issues? Yep. Here's some of the reasons why. Coming up on 630, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. Pay attention to that forecast. Things will be a-changing slowly, but they're happening. Just wake up, Wyoming. Monday. This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6 on air, on Alexa, and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, I was going to, I could go on more about uh, bias in the media, but hang on for just a minute. There's uh, just something, you, you just heard at your local radio station, Don Day, talking about the weather, right? And we have his extended forecast coming up in just a couple of minutes at 645. Now, every day at 745, I have a live conversation with him. But uh, if you would, pay attention to the extended forecast. And I do watch every morning the podcast he puts out on YouTube, which explains with literally graphics popping up what's happening in the weather and why, which I always find a fascinating discussion that he does every single morning. He did mention that the nice warm period we've been going through is not unusual. I keep hearing people saying, well, it's it's December. Where's all the snow? This is weird. It's not weird. It's not unusual. It happens now and then. We go back and take a look at what we have for records, and it, that does happen now and then. What had happened was a high-pressure system parked over our area and got stuck there. There's high-pressure systems, there's low-pressure systems, they're always moving around the planet, that's typical. And every so often, one of them will get stuck, and the weather will get stuck there for a while. So what happened was a high-pressure system just parked over us and just sat there. All around us, everybody else is experiencing winter. But here in the western states, it just stayed really nice. Well, that high-pressure system moved away. We got a bit of a snow in here, especially those folks over in South Dakota and Nebraska. Then we got another high-pressure system, which is still over us but is now moving out. And that's where the, the cold weather starts coming in. Now, when you listen to the extended forecast, and especially my conversation with Don Day at 645, the temperatures start to leak in from Canada, the occasional passing snow shower. So we're not going to get, according to the way they see the forecast now, not one big snow, but just here's another snowstorm, here's another one, a light one, a light one, and it's going to add up. And cold weather is going to come down. And now instead of a high-pressure system, here comes a low-pressure system. And that could just, it could, we'll see, this is about 10 days out, just get stuck here for a while. 
And if that does, we're just going to be in some really cold temperatures for a good long time. Just a matter of how these systems move around. So if you're wondering, now I do have a story up on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning about not just what Don Day said this morning and will say when he comes and joins us live at 745. The video is included in that. But also a deeper dive explanation as to how high pressure systems move around and low pressure systems, why they get stuck and why we're in this nice bubble of really great weather for quite a long time. So it's not anything to be concerned about. It's just we got stuck in a nice trend for a while. Hope you enjoyed it. In fact, this entire year has really been great. We started the year with just so much snowfall, which we needed, which from, you know, the Dakotas and so on, Nebraska, all the way down and all the way over through California, the drought ended. Reservoirs were full. Snowpack is high. Then we went through spring and summer, and we have all were saying the same thing. Have you ever seen it this green for this long? It was beautiful out there. I mean, here we are, late summer, and the grass out in the prairie is still green. There's still flowers out there. Never seen it that green for that long. Finally got into the fall, and the fall offered us just one sunny day after the next mild temperatures and what's weird for Wyoming is and not a whole lot of wind we got some breezy days now and then but not a whole lot of wind out there this was really a nice long stretch of incredibly good weather for this part of the country okay well at some point that had to come to an end now when Don Day on his forecast is uh, video forecast this morning was talking about longer trends he did say in the past That doesn't mean it's going to be this way. But in the past, when something like that has happened, when the gates finally open for winter, wow, did we have a winter. So that doesn't mean that's guaranteed this time around. But there's a really good chance that, yeah, we could just get one light storm after the next and things could really pile up. And for those of you who are still walking around with short pants, and maybe a light sweater at best, start digging further into the back of the closet. I know Miss Mary doesn't want to hear this. And pulling out those heavier clothes because that is coming. Now, with a fuller explanation of this from a real meteorologist, here's Don Day. Sure, this show is sustainable. We sequester all gas emissions to one room. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Wood, live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1, weekdays at 6. Six forty-eight. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go to talk to Frank Gambino. So to help you ease into your weekend and get your minds off of troubles, Frank, I've set oh, this up for I, you. I, I need something because yeah. there's something I hear... Every day that I just shake my head. Oh, okay. Uh, how about some really bizarre album cover titles? Okay. Uh, from, well, I forget the name of the band. Some of these people you've heard of, some you haven't. Title of the album, Aliens Ate My Buick. I, d- I don't, I don't recall. That. I don't, I don't think it hit the top ten. I really don't. Uh, Absence Makes the Heart Grow Fungus. I don't recall that one either. Okay. Uh, this is just weird. He Poos Clouds. Oh. Yeah. No. Okay, now this one 
It's a very long word that's probably got about 30 letters. Okay. And I'm a little bit dyslexic, so I can't even try it. Okay. Well, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll skip that one. I'll skip that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Hissing fauna. Are you my destroyer? <laughs> well, okay. I don't. Uh, I haven't heard okay. that one either. This is what I actually would be curious to hear this song. This would be a good one. Chuckles and Squeezy. Chuckles and Squeezy. That's the name of the album, Chuckles and Squeezy. Okay. I don't, okay. Uh, you show me battles the pink robots. Well, okay. who, who doesn't have that one in See, their collection? Of course. And it sounds like it would be a Japanese uh, movie yeah. of some kind. Okay. Let's see. Um, pork soda. No, I can't. Boy, these these must be yeah, bands that I I've just, not even uh, remotely heard of. Now, here again, I want to hear this. I want it just, the title intrigues me. The title of the album is Swordfish Trombones. I, I would listen to that just for that. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, Trout Mask Replica. They're just throwing words at a dart or yeah, darts yeah, at much, it. They yeah, have no yeah, idea, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then finally, Weasel Ripped My Flesh. Well, that does happen when weasels it, when are around. When you have weasels around, that's yeah. This was yeah. very authentic, so, realistic. But I'm album. with you with when you have a bunch of weird titles like that. It's just, I guess, gosh, amazing that those songs didn't make a top ten list somewhere. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is that there's titles like that. That means there's ten or twelve songs on that album that would yes. be just as weird. Just as weird, yeah. Which now does that make you want to listen to the album out of curiosity or just avoid it? Remember when you used to, you know, when they had the thirty-three, the, the record player thirty-three yeah. and a third. Uh -huh. I would, I would, you know, jump over with uh -huh. the needle for like the first ten seconds. Remember how you, yes. the songs were differentiated by that little. Yes. In other words, preview it and decide. You got ten seconds to convince me. Pretty much. High school basketball. The big Cheyenne tournament kicked off yesterday on the boys' side. Kelly Walsh split their games with beating Wheatland 47-38 and lost to Cheyenne Central 64-42. Laramie over Douglas 77-61. Cheyenne East a winner over Rock Springs 69-27. Natrona defeated Riverton 60-50. Evanston over Cheyenne South 60-36. Today on the boys' side in Cheyenne, Douglas at East at noon. Natrona versus Rock Springs at noon over at the storage. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at 4.30 at East. Then Cheyenne East will host Evanston at 7.30. Rock Springs will take on Laramie at 7.30 at Story. And Cheyenne South will host Riverton at 7.30. On the girls' side yesterday from Cheyenne, Casper Kelly Walsh lost to Wheatland 36-31. They also lost to Cheyenne Central 62-59. Douglas over Laramie 65-56. Cheyenne East down Rock Springs 61-28. Cheyenne South over Evanston 42-35. And the Trona defeated Riverton 82-63. Today in girls' play, Douglas and East at 10.30 this morning. Natron and Rock Springs also at 10.30 over at Story. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at 3 p.m. at East. Green River at East at 6 p.m. Evanston at Central at 6 and Riverton at South at 6. And that tournament will continue tomorrow. Men's College basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys on the road in Albuquerque uh, on Saturday night to take on New Mexico. The Cowboys are 8-6 and six overall, 1-0 and oh in Mountain West play after their last second win over San Jose State back on Tuesday. New Mexico 12-2 and two overall, 0-1 oh in league play after a loss to nationally rated Colorado State on Tuesday. Pitt and Albuquerque can be a difficult place to play. That's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow. 
We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Well, I mean, Calgary basketball team will be uh, in Colorado Springs tomorrow afternoon to be the Air Force Academy. Calgary's are 7-6 and six after beating Utah State on Wednesday 54-48. And they're 2-0 and oh in Mountain West play. Air Force is 8-6 and six overall. 1-1 one one in league play. That's a 1 p.m. start from the Academy tomorrow. High school wrestling and the huge chain shadow tournament starts this morning in Douglas. The two Casper schools, the three Cheyenne schools, Laramie, Glenrock, Burns, Pine Bluffs, among 32 teams involved. That'll be an 11-30 start this morning and continue tomorrow. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with their new head coach, Jay Sauvel, have decided on Jay Johnson as their new offensive coordinator. He was the old coordinator at Michigan State for the last four years and was not retained when the Spartans hired Jonathan Smith from Oregon State as their head coach. The Michigan State offense this past season was a nothing to write home about by any means, but under Johnson's eye, the Spartans were pretty good in 2021. Johnson replaces Tim Polisek, who's now the head coach at North Dakota State. So there's going to be a lot of Wyoming teams getting together this weekend. Oh, there are uh, Everywhere. Basketball or wrestling, yeah. It's uh, skiing, everything. Which one are you picking? I'm going to go to Douglas for wrestling and Cheyenne for basketball. Oh, okay. So you got your whole weekend planned out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sounds like a great time. Lots of good travel out there. Not piles of snow yet, so enjoy it. All right. I I hope so. Yeah. No, it's it's colder, but not bad. You'll enjoy the drive. Thank you. All right. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. I got to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Then... Let's take a look at some Wyoming local politics. Not just who's announced that they're running, but also how much money is in some of this. Wake up, Wyoming. Six is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is officially a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. And I have to be careful with this now. It is a Friday, not a Thursday. There is some confusion among some people because Monday, also being New Year, really threw some people. And we, we had a holiday before that, too. Of course, Christmas and so on. So people got really off schedule there. So today's actually a Friday just to get you back on schedule, right? Okay, let's take a look at some, it is an election year, some local races that are going to be run. Today's show is sponsored by Do-It-Yourself Pet Taxidermy Kit. You'll never have to say goodbye to Mr. Sprinkles again. So, and also you can get in on this as I go through some of it. Triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number. So, okay, Harriet Hageman said she's going to run for re-election. She's got to do that every two years. Of course, has it been that long already? Really, it has been, right? All right. So Cowboy State Daily U.S. Representative Harry Hageman announced she'll run for re-election this fall, second term in Congress. One of her main motivations, she said in the Thursday announcement, is fighting the uh, wretchedness of President Joe Biden's administration, what she calls the ceaseless attempt to interfere in the lives of Americans. Okay. Uh, It's an interference she says she's been fighting since the beginning of her campaign, way back in 2022. Uh, she said, I held Biden administration officials accountable, and she talks about how she's been fighting them, energy, property rights, all sorts of things. So the entire uh, story is on Cowboy State Daily. Then there has been some discussions about her running for governor at some point, which I would understand somebody at some point running for governor. 
like her. But this time around, that that governor's seat is not up yet. So maybe next time around we'll see that. I don't know. And I don't think even if I asked her, she would say at this point. Next story I have up here, also Cowboy State Daily. An election off year. Millions raised and spent in Wyoming politics. Okay, so there were... Story says no election in Wyoming in 2023. But that didn't stop people and groups from spending millions of dollars for the upcoming Cowboy State races, caucuses, and so on. The release of year-end campaign finance data, Wyoming Secretary of State's office, shows about $500,000 was spent on political action committees and campaigns for state lawmakers in 2023. Now, that's... um, I know we have over 500,000 people in Wyoming, but I was tempted to say that's about a dollar a person, isn't it? But, okay, how many people actually are voters in the state of Wyoming? So you can go ahead and do the math to find out there. And even then, with Wyoming, we spent about $500,000. But that's because we're such population-wise a small state. The big states, wow, they spent a lot more than that. This is in addition to the million dollars donated to Wyoming's congressional delegation during the year. Story says many have speculated that the campaign efforts of the Wyoming Caucus and Wyoming Freedom Caucus, which made up the two biggest uh, fractions of the state Republican Party, play prominent roles in the upcoming legislative session. So we do have, yeah, there are different factions inside the Republican Party in Wyoming that are doing battle with each other. And that's why so much money has been spent as they do battle with each other. The Wyoming Caucus... Uh, greatly outraised the funding arm of the Freedom Caucus. And that's pro- I think, I think because the Wyoming Caucus has been around for so much longer, Freedom Caucus, sort of the new kids on the block here. So Wyoming, uh, Caucus raised, well, it talks about how much they raised there. And it's in the hundreds of thousands of, well, okay. The Wyoming Caucus raised about 131000 and spent about $5,375. The Freedom Caucus raised about $43,175 and spent about 13881 So even though the Wyoming Caucus raised more money, the Freedom Caucus spent more money. All right. So the well, and again, the Freedom Caucus being the new kids on the block trying to get more attention out there. All right. The Wyoming Caucus' biggest donor was Cody resident Jessica Case, who gave $20,000. All right. Uh, and then it talks about, and it's a good story from Cowboy State Daily because it shows everybody who's involved. Governor Moore Gordon received the most of any individual state-level politician at about $23,949. He was also followed by the superintendent of public instruction, about 16909 Behind her was Secretary of State Chuck Gray, 14750 and, uh, let's see, among other state legislators, they've raised in the thousands of dollars, depending on who there was. Laramie Democrat, Carly Provenza, oh, I'm destroying her name. Anyway, she received about $1,550, uh, which is considered, I mean, for, for one local office there, that could be, you know, quite a bit of money. It does break down everybody that you'd want to know about. So what about Congress? Okay. The financial report for candidates, deadlines, and so on have come in. Last September, Senator John Barrasso was dominating campaign fundraising with the Wyoming delegation at more than $2 million raised in the first three quarters of this year. Barrasso 
has a high state election coming up this fall with potential bid for top Republican leadership. So if he wins, he could wind up in top Republican leadership position in the Senate. Barrasso's uh, fellow Senator Lummis isn't up for re-election until 2024. Uh, Wyoming Congresswoman Harriet Hageman raised about $1.1 million through the end of September before she formally announced she was running for re-election. Again, I'm just going through just the latest so you know. That's what is in Wyoming politics right now as far as we know, but it's early in the year. Now, remember, this is an election year. So at some point, you're going to be hearing a lot more from not just the statewide candidates, but the local uh, candidates. You know, It depends on what you have there in your local district that's going to be coming up. But it's going to get active as we get more toward the spring, more than anything else. So I don't know who's going to try to run against Barrasso really yet or who's going to try to run against Harriet Hageman yet, but you can guarantee someone's going to step up there. We'll just have to wait and see. And I don't expect it to be, well, as controversial as past races has been. And you'll see why as we get into it. All right. Governor's not up for re-election this time around. We'll just have to go ahead and wait and see. The big race is going to be, though, we have a presidential race coming up. A lot of the national races are really going to be a big deal this time around, and we'll see. And I'll say what I've said before when it comes to races. It's interesting to look at the poll numbers, but don't believe them. Even if the poll numbers for you Trump supporters out there show him so far, far, far out ahead, don't believe anything that you're reading. Because polls are often like any other news service is often reporting garbage to you. Polls are often garbage, too. And I've given examples before. Howard Dean was one of my favorite examples. I won't go through it again, but he was one of my favorite examples of a guy who had raised so much money and was so far ahead in the polls while running for the Democrat nomination for president. And yet, when it came actually to getting the nomination, he never did well in any of the caucuses or in any of the primaries. He always finished almost last in the back. So the polls mean nothing compared to what actually is going to happen. And if you want to try to predict what is going to happen, I'd say don't don't even bother. Because when it comes to politics and news in general, and I'm just saying this from experience, you can't predict it. You honestly just can't. If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Seven points of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, Miss Mary, thanks for the story. I looked it up. Oh, this is just really rich. It's beautiful. Headline... From says ABC News 7 in Chicago. Imagine getting uninvited to a young vegan bride's wedding. Yeah, of course, because you're a carnivore. But hang on. The perfect intro song. I got it queued up, ready to go. Try to amend my carnivorous habits. Made an LS7 today. Losing weight without speed eating sunflower seeds. Drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up a race, but it's not. 
I love it in the song the way he builds the burger. Here we go. I prefer mustard, but okay. No, it's just one of the best songs ever. I'm just, I missed Jimmy Buffett already. He hasn't been gone all that long. Okay. Here's the story. Vegan bride uninvites meat-eating guests from wedding. Now, before I get into the story, right away, I I think, you know, there are people who are carnivores, meat-eaters, right? And they'll have an event like a wedding, and they understand that there's people in the... Uh, well, the whole wedding party that's going to show up, all of the guests and everything. They understand that there are some people who might have some special dietary needs. Like, what if the person's a vegetarian or even a vegan? And so they'll go ahead and make sure that there's something for those people. They'll ask. We're going to have a, a steak on our menu for our wedding. But I understand that you're a vegan. So we can make something special for you if you would like us to do that. They're not uninvited to the wedding. Nobody is saying you can't come to the wedding because you're a disgusting vegan. Ew. No, you can. if you're a vegan, fine. We'll go out of our way to make a vegan dish. But in this case, though, the vegan is not going to return the favor, which I just think is disgustingly rude. But okay. It's a short story here. It says, a bride has a lot of people talking about who she isn't inviting to her upcoming wedding. Not only does the woman want her guests to eat vegan on her wedding day, she wants them to give up animal products forever. Well, just because you invited me to your wedding doesn't mean you get to tell me what to do with my life. God, can you imagine some poor slob is going to be married to this? Oh, my God. Run, fella, run. Anyone who refused uh, was promptly uninvited, including her mom and two cousins who were bridesmaids. Oh, dear God. This might have stayed a private matter, but the bride posted something in a Facebook group called Vegan Revolution asking for advice about her omnivore family and guilt-tripping them as murderers. As for reasoning, the bride, who is only 20 years old, says even though she, uh, her loved ones were originally invited and agreed to a vegan menu. See, all these people said, fine, we'll eat vegan at your wedding. We're okay with that. She couldn't go forward knowing they would go back to eating meat the next day. Now, again, to the guy who's going to marry her, Run, Forrest, run. She also claimed in her family, uh, they were, the family aren't anti-vegan. They would never attack the vegan friends. At least one of those family members responded saying, they have been nothing but supportive and are very hurt by her decision. <sighs> Some poor slob out there has decided to go ahead and marry this young lady. I wish I had his social media address or email or his phone number. I'd like to call him and just tell him, for the love of God, get the hell out of there. Hey, Jude. Hey, I am just livid over that Biden commercial he put out. Um, It puts the target on the back of any American wearing a red hat or any kind of Trump support on their truck or their T-shirts. 
and it calls us white nationalists, and it calls us, uh, what is it, a homegrown terrorist. Uh-huh. The man is a moron, okay? If you're going to do a political ad, wouldn't you want to do it on policy rather than hatred yes in fact and and that's something that the democrats will say well we don't do hatred we're not that's exactly what they're doing but now think about it let's go back you and i are old enough to remember when ronald reagan ran for president both times he ran for president on a positive message for america and he wasn't calling the democrats a bunch of terrorists yeah you know because trump could go up there and say well, you know, there's a bunch of pedophiles in the Democrat Party. Yeah. Um, they set us up for J6. Nancy Pelosi tore up my speech mm-hmm. and threatened to punch me in the face. You know, I mean, somebody needs whoever wrote that forum and produced it needs their head slapped. Yeah. I, because all that's going to do is hurt people. It's going to hurt people. Here's what I would do if I were you know, somebody in charge in the Republican Party. Go grab some of the most hateful things that Democrats have said in just the past few years. And there's a whole long list of them. Go grab the videos. Oh, yeah. And then just put a commercial together. And I would just just have the words on the television screen. This is what hate looks like. And I would just run those clips. I can't believe it. Yeah, no commentary. Just do that. Yeah, it makes me afraid to wear my Trump hat. And I don't want to feel that way in my country. Yeah. I didn't have to. No. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, on that note, I got I got a present for you. If you go to the oh, Wake yeah. Up Wyoming site, this just popped up on my YouTube feed because you know I love airplanes, and oh, yeah. a feed came <laughs> up, a video came up of an inside tour of Donald Trump's airplane. Oh, and I watched the whole documentary on that uh, years ago. Oh, yeah. It is beautiful. Oh, it's ins- oh my ridiculous. God. That's why I, I completely understand that when Trump became president and got on Air Force One and was really disappointed with the airplane, and I'm looking at the Trump airplane going, well, I can see why. It's not inlaid with gold everywhere, for one thing. Well, and think about this, too, even in the galley, if you watch the whole one, I think it was like 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, in the galley, the seams for the tile mm-hmm. were running down the middle, and he didn't like that, so they had to change that out, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, a, he's a perfectionist, and that's yeah. why I go back to, like, that Stormy Daniels story. Yeah. There's no way he did her. Right. Okay, because uh, he... Yeah, he, why why have hamburger when you can have steak? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, thank you, Judy. I appreciate it. See, now what I'm doing here is I'm cutting Judy off before she goes any further with that. Just trying to keep the show PG-13 at, at its worst, okay? I think I think I achieved that. All right, coming up on some local news coming your way. Oh, by the way, if you want to see inside Trump's airplane, well, whether you like Trump or not, it's really impressive. The story's up in the wake-up on inside. I figured you guys might like that video. All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into weather forecast right after that. And then 745, some big changes coming to our forecast, but slowly. Big changes, but slowly. Don Day will explain at 745. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
Jump Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Seven thirty-six at time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, uh, you might have heard. I know I talked to you about it earlier this week, but we get into twenty twenty-four, and it's good to see the woke revolution is having some major issues. There's a website that I follow, one of them, many that I follow, called Intellectual Takeout. And I, overall, they're good. But my th- personal opinion is they occasionally take over a, let me see, hang on, I'm just going to call, I have an interrupting, uh, pulling an article. Okay. Thank you, Miss Mary. Yes, I will be ready for that. So, <clears throat> um, it, it just seems that the woke movement out there had a big heyday. But over time, it just started to slip and slide and fall apart. And I've talked about this before, how it just gets so utterly ridiculous over the top that people can't deal with it anymore. And so there's a backlash. So this intellectual takeout did one of their unusual, really good stories they do from time to time. Headline is a turning tide. Nearly 300 corporations lost their perfect woke rating in 2023. See, And they don't care that they lost their perfect woke rating. The Corporate Equity Index, CEI, is America's premier benchmark, it says, to use to measure the compliance with woke ideology today. An initiative misleadingly named Human Rights Campaign has recently published its 2023 report. And the news is less than glitterly for hundreds... Glitterly? I just... Glitter... My mouth isn't doing that this morning. For hundreds of corporations that have lost their perfect score since 2022, and again, they don't care that they've lost their perfect woke score. The number of companies in 2022 had an objective of a perfect score in wokeism. But since then, hundreds of companies have either cut or dropped either part of or all of and just said, screw it. Remember, some companies even had diversity and sensitivity training. They're just not doing it anymore. Incredibly, the story says, among the companies to lose the prize badge were also ones to suffer the most self-inflicted damage while they were trying to be woke. Target, Bud Light, companies, Anheuser-Busch, you know, of course, were some of the biggest ones that went ultra-woke and got a perfect score. And you saw what happened to them. And many other companies. The big reason why, though, is not just because it was bad for business. But in order to go woke, you would have to hire diversity and inclusion experts and all these other people who would join in with the... uh, Departments Usually there's some kind of a department in, in every big company that has to deal with employee relations. And they would join in with that. But so many people had to be hired at such high salaries in order to implement wokeism. And then so many employees had to go to all sorts of woke meetings to be lectured about wokeism and why they were bad people and they had to go more woke. And the companies losing money on this. 
they have to hire all of these woke employees to run the department and then waste all of their productive employees' time with all of these idiotic meetings. And finally, companies said, forget it. We're, we, we need to cut back. So they cut back these departments, got rid of these people, and then productive employees are now able to do what they were hired to do, be productive. The story says, you've ever wanted proof that no man of, no amount of pandering will ever please the self-appointed moral overlords? Here it is. The story says, CVS, United Airlines, BP, Hewlett-Packard, all likewise lost their perfect scores in 2023 for failing to provide enough training, incentives, and outreach for all sorts of woke causes. In fact, over half of the brands that have been ranked on the index previously achieved a score of, well, a high score in in 2022, much lower score in 2023, were among the 85, uh, 85 Fortune 500 companies. That's a good amount. Following its takeover by free speech advocate Elon Musk, Twitter lost 125 points. Twitter had a perfect woke score, not anymore. According to the Washington Stand, even companies that once publicly promoted radical equity acts, including the likes of Delta Airlines, Netflix, Tesla, and Sony, all lost major points because, again, they just said that's enough. So, yeah, if you've heard lately that uh, the woke crowd is losing ground big time, major big time losing ground, uh, yeah, this is this is more evidence as to why is even the woke community is not giving these people perfect scores anymore. And they can't. And many companies are just dropping it. In the last 11 years, 115 people died of weightlifting accidents in a gym. In that same 11 years, only one person died of eating a donut. Make good choices, people. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Dayweather. Don, you know when you go reaching for that donut in the box that has that fine white powdery sugar, just sort of lightly sprinkled on top. That was my car this morning. Yeah, the kind of powder that gets all over your clothes when you're trying to enjoy a donut. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then and then you try to lie that no, I didn't have a donut. Whatever, but it's all the evidence is all over your clothes, your fingers, and in, in your face. Yeah, I think that's why they put powdered sugar on donuts. I do. So, yeah, it's evidence. So, yeah, yeah. so it's evidence. Exactly. Yes. So anyway, that fine powder this morning, that was just when I was getting in my car at 2 a.m., but I didn't see anything else besides that. No, there's there's scattered areas of the state that did pick up a dusting of snow overnight. We did see uh, the high country pick up a bit of snow. And that's kind of how this is going to roll between now and next Wednesday. Several systems are going to come through. They're not going to put down a lot of snow. But a little bit. And so there's going to be the occasional pocket of some small accumulations, the occasional pocket where if you're traveling, you're going to run into some slick conditions. You're definitely going to see the best chance of snow over near the high country and over the mountain passes. And this step-down pattern of it gradually getting colder over the next five days will continue as well. Okay, so we do have a little bit of time to get used to it. But that's not an excuse for people to go to Walmart when it gets to, like, in the teens wearing shorts. 
Well, when you bring up Walmart, anything goes. That's true. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, now, having said that, there is, in looking at your uh, podcast with Cowboys Daily this morning, there is a possibility, I have to say, because it's far enough out, that some of this cold could get really, really cold and then just park over us for a while. Yeah, we're still watching this potential Arctic outbreak, especially about six or seven days from now. And uh, we're far enough out that things could change. But our confidence is growing that some form of an Arctic outbreak is going to be developing late next week and next weekend. Could last multiple days. The type of Arctic air where we can expect to probably a very good chance of going below zero, picking up some snow with it as well. Um, and it, it could be quite impactful. Okay. Uh, not only in Wyoming, but uh, I think the entire U.S. over the next two or three weeks is going to have a lot of winter. Okay. Um, so, uh, as we get closer, we'll focus in on it. The, the major theme here between now and the middle of next week is colder. Certainly it's going to be more like winter than it has been. Mm-hmm. And just enough of these little snow events to keep things interesting. Well, and then in that case, I'll wrap it up with, with this, but in that case, it looks like you're saying that if for those people who wanted to catch up on snow, it could happen, but not all at once. Uh, yeah, uh, over time. But I will tell you that uh, the, the high country, which, you know, the ski areas, the snowmobile trails, the cross-country ski trails could really use a refreshing, and they're yeah. definitely going to be getting it. I think the, the next two or three weeks will be quite good for the snowpack. All right. Thank you. Have a great weekend. So that's Don Day with Day Weather. Okay. Well, there, there we go. The changes just come slowly and gradually in, which is better than just that slap in the face, which I'll see the icebox we go with Frank Gambino. But it's very much, Frank, like the, when I go swimming, I like to just, if it's cold water, just get it over with. No, no, no. That's that. That that means cardiac arrest. Uh, that, well, yeah, but and I mean, paramedics. Trust me, it just, it just and vans with red lights on them. Trying to ease into the cold water just prolongs the misery. Well, then why are you jumping it in in the first place? Well, that's a good idea. Just stay out of the water. Now, having said that, I just mentioned to Don Day, we have the possibility in the next uh, 10 days or two weeks or so of really having some cold temperatures. No matter how cold it gets, there's always those people who walk into the Walmart wearing shorts. Well, maybe they don't have long pants. Uh, well, that's they're in Walmart. They have, wall, they have long pants in Walmart. Buy some. Yeah, yeah. You can get two for ones. Do you, Nobody wants to. No, that's yeah. you know. I, I see this. You know, I see these football games. These these college kids with no shirts on, and yeah. it's fifteen degrees. Yeah, right. Well, they got they've had fifty five beers. So okay, yeah. Maybe so, the people at Walmart have had fifty five. Yeah, you know, I can guarantee you, the people who are shopping at Walmart, many of them have. We've seen that happen there. But I just want these people to understand, you're making the rest of us miserable. You, did you ever have your mother say this to me? Put on a coat. You're making me cold. No, not really. My mother said that to me many times, that she would look at me, and she felt cold because I wasn't wearing as much as she was wearing over there. You're yeah, just... you in Florida. Okay. Gotcha. So I should, I guess, I taking away what you've said there is, um, if somebody, it's like, you know, two degrees out, and someone's walking into the store wearing shorts and barely even a warm enough jacket, that they've had probably 50 beers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fifty beers. Yeah, they, they're not. They're not feeling yes, a yes. thing. They're not feeling the thing. That's why they're doing it that way. Okay. So, is there any possibility that they're just doing that to try to impress everybody else? Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a badge of honor for, yeah, for okay. some. Yeah. All right. High school basketball. The Big Cheyenne tournament kicked off yesterday. On the boys' side, Kelly Wall split their games. They beat Wheatland forty-seven thirty-eight and lost to Cheyenne Central sixty-four to forty-two. Laramie over Douglas seventy-seven sixty-one. Cheyenne East over Rock Springs sixty-nine. 27. The Trona defeated Riverton 60 to 50, and Evanston over Cheyenne South 60 to 36. Today on the boys' side in Cheyenne, Douglas at East at noon. The Trona versus Rock Springs at noon at the Story Gym. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at 4:30 in East. Cheyenne East will host Evanston at 7:30. Rock Springs will take on Laramie at 7:30 at Story, and Cheyenne South will host Riverton at 7:30 on the girls' side in the Cheyenne tournament. Casper Kelly Walsh lost to Wheatland 36-31, and the Trojans also lost to Cheyenne Central 62-59. Douglas over Laramie 65-56. Cheyenne East down Rock Springs 61-28. Cheyenne South over Evanston 42-35, and the Trona defeated Riverton 82-63. Today in girls play, Douglas and East at 10:30 this morning. The Trona versus Rock Springs at Story at 10:30. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at East at three. Green River at East at six. Evanston at uh, Central at six. Riverton at South at six, and that tournament will continue tomorrow. Men's College Hoops, Wyoming Cowboys on the road in Albuquerque tomorrow to meet New Mexico. The Cowboys are 8-6 overall, 1-0 in Mountain West play after that last second win over San Jose State back on Tuesday. Now, New Mexico is 12-2 overall, 0-1 in league play after a loss to Nashville Ready Colorado State on Tuesday. The pit in Albuquerque can be a very difficult place to play. And as an 8 p.m. start tomorrow, we'll have the four you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be at the Air Force Academy tomorrow afternoon in Colorado Springs at 1 p.m., Cowgirls are seven and six after beating Utah State on Wednesday, fifty-four forty-eight. The academy comes in at eight and six overall and one and one in league play. High school wrestling and the huge change shadow tournament will start this morning in Douglas. Both of the Casper schools, the three Cheyenne schools, Laramie, Glenrock, Burns, Pine Bluffs, among the thirty-two teams involved in this deal, that starts at eleven thirty this morning and continues tomorrow. College football: The Wyoming Cowboys with new head coach Jay Savell have decided on Jay Johnson as their new offensive coordinator. He was the old coordinator at Michigan State for the last four seasons and was not retained. When the Spartans hired Jonathan Smith from Oregon State as their new head coach. The Michigan State offense this past season was really nothing to write home about, but under Johnson's eye, the Spartans were pretty good on offense in 2021. Johnson replaces Tim Polisek, who is now the head coach at North Dakota State. I might have to send you, in fact, I think I will. Steve just sent me a video. Uh, it looks like a boxing ring. Yeah. Okay. And there's a couple of guys there dressed up just like boxers. Yeah. But it's professional pillow fighting. Professional pillow yeah. fighting. Now, these guys, they sling these heavy-looking pillows in the same way that martial artists would. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you know what, Glenn? You want a better one? Face-slapping uh, competition. I've seen those, yeah. People get bloody noses during those things. I mean, the, the sound is oh, God. unmistakable. Yeah. Now, okay, I just sent it to you in your social media there, professional pillow fighting. Steve is suggesting that it's a new sport that you need to cover. I, I'm not covering pillow fights. No, no, actually, that's... we do cover pillow fights. You do? Oh, that's... football <laughs> games sometimes. That's true. You did. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, he did. He does call wimpy uh, football games pillow fights. I'll give him that. Let's wake up my own. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Go,
6 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Friday. I'm glad you made it. Now, hold off on any kind of open phones because this this half hour I've got some interesting guests that you want really going to want to hear from, especially if you're anywhere near the Campbell County area or would like to make the drive for this weekend. Today's show is sponsored by Do-It-Yourself Pet Taxidermy Kit. You'll never have to say goodbye to Mr. Sprinkles again. So up we go to Campbell County where Mr. Coy Griffin is on the phone, and this is Cowboys for Trump. Morning, Coy. Morning, Glenn. It's a, it's an honor to be on with you this morning. I hear you've got an interesting event and speaker coming up for this weekend, which I think a lot of people will want to drive a long distance to hear this. Sure, but I think that you have me uh, mixed up with Mr. Scott Clem. Okay. Um, I am the speaker, and Scott, I think, is on the oh, other Oh, I see. I see. You are the speaker. I thought you were the guy who That's was putting correct. on the event. You're the speaker. Okay. So let's no, you better get Scott on here. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's okay. Let's keep you on here for this one. Okay. Okay. So you're coming okay. all the way. Uh, where are you from, actually? Where do you live? I'm down here in the great state of New Mexico. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm in T-shirt weather right here. Oh, here. God, you're going to hate this, Coy. You're really going to hate yeah. this. When, have you been to Wyoming yeah. before? I have, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I used to rodeo a little bit. Oh, okay. Stuff. Okay, well, then you should know all about uh, Campbell County and the Heritage Center if you've rodeoed a little bit. But, okay, let's talk to folks about why you're coming up into the area, and especially you're going to be speaking to people on January 6th, and that's significant, right? That's correct, yes. That's a very significant date for me. And, um, you know, I just want to—I want to give credit to Scott Clem and the and the Campbell County GOP for having the courage to to have me come because, you know, whenever you've whenever you've been tainted by January sixth, you're not always a, a welcome guest. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of slander involved around it, a lot of smear campaigns, and uh, and you know, a lot of us that were are totally peaceful, God fearing red-blooded Americans got caught in the crossfire of January 6th, which which in my story I did. I was I was convicted of a misdemeanor trespass charge where they said that I crossed into an area that was restricted, um, though there was no signage, there was nothing to indicate. And But I spent three weeks in what they call the, the D.C. Gulag um, mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. over it. Um, and, uh, and, and after that, uh, I was, I was, um, uh, an attack was waged against me to try to remove me from my elected position because I'm a county commissioner. I was a county commissioner down here as well. So I held an elected position as well as being the founder of Cowboys Patrol. So, um, when I, when I came back from January 6th, uh, my adversaries waged a, a recall campaign against me. Um, yeah, there was a lot of money poured into it. And at the end of it, they failed miserably. They couldn't get a fraction of the people in my district to sign their recall. So since they couldn't get me out of office through that, they used a civil bench trial on a lawsuit, um, a civil lawsuit on grounds of insurrection. And um, I was tried, convicted, and removed from office on grounds of insurrection in a civil courtroom. So, you know, we, we hear all this stuff about Section 3 of the 14th Amendment with Trump right now and keeping him off ballot and such. And everybody's in an uproar and shock that they could, they think that they could actually do this. Well, those people just don't know my story because this has already happened to me. I've already been, I was removed from office, the first elected official in 150 years since Reconstruction to be remo- removed um, on grounds of insurrection. So, um, 
it's been a painful process, Glenn. Um, I, I appreciate you allowing me to tell my story right now, and I really look forward to the Campbell County G- GOP and being able to get there and once again tell my story and just pray to shed a different light on right. January 6th and what this what? this putrid thing that the mainstream media showed. Let's give people a little bit of a visual uh, how you wound up in the Capitol on January 6th. I mean, because... Obviously, you sure. were there with uh, like about a dozen people and a battering ram, and you went in throwing Molotov cocktails, right? I, you, you, you've heard it. You saw those videos already? Yeah, that's right. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was all right there. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. I had my battle armor on, oh, and, yeah, you know, sure. I had a whole other form of government that was following me in there, too, oh, that yeah, exactly we were going right, to replace yeah. our current government. With, okay, so know? all sarcasm aside, how did you sure. wind up in the uh, I traveled with uh, Amy Kramer and the women, uh, I think there's Women for America First tour, um, up through the South. I spoke on the same stage as uh, many others, and then we attended the uh, the rally on January 6th, you know. And I went with the assumption and the thought that maybe there was going to be some new information that was going to be delivered, or maybe, a, you know, and, you know, we were all just kind of on the edge of our seats on January 6th because... The fraud was so very evident of the election, and, and the election was so obvious that it was rigged, that we all went with the anticipation that that was going to be exposed, unveiled, and our country was going to once again be secure. That didn't happen. Um, I walked down to the Capitol um, on the, you know, I wasn't even planning on going to the Capitol on January 6th, but I got a message that morning from a friend of mine, Gary Chapman. Um, and Gary just told me to go down there and pray with people, you know, and as being a former pastor and serving in the ministry for years, um, and knowing the importance of prayer, but not only the importance, but the power of prayer, um, I took that as a call from God, you know, and I walked down to the Capitol, I stood on the west side, and I led thousands of people in prayer whenever the Lord finally allowed that opportunity. And then I left, you know, and I, I did nothing on that day that I have any conviction over, you know, and, and I'm a, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a God-fearing man. I try to live my life, um, you know, transparent before the Lord. And, uh, and on that day, I didn't, there was never a single time on January 6th where I thought, oh man, I shouldn't have done that or, oh, that wasn't right. Or, you know how you do usually when you screw up. Mm-hmm. But I never got any kind of a unction like that whatsoever, you know. I mean, I felt like everything I did on that day, I should have been able to have the right to do as a as a peaceful American, you know. Okay. So when you go to Campbell County, and again, you're going to be speaking there on Saturday, January 6th, and are you going to tell this part of the story here, which there have even been some Republicans in Campbell County who would have preferred that you didn't show up, because even though they're still in your Republican Party, they're just sure. opposed to the very idea of you showing up in Campbell County and talking. And that's why I specifically point to the efforts of Scott Clem and those inside the Republican Party that are opening the door for me and welcoming me in. Because, as I mentioned, you know, there's been a lot of slander. And unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, Republicans um, that uh, have 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 drank the Kool-Aid and have followed the fake news and really believe that it was really an insurrection. I mean... Were there bad actors? Absolutely. Some of them were paid by the FBI. Many were paid by the FBI that was a bad actor. You know, there was instigators in the crowd 
There was informants, FBI informants, dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol before the doors were breached. Um, Chris Ray couldn't couldn't spit those words out in that hearing, but it's it's a fact. So, um, you know, we we have to cut through the lies and deception of January 6th and the Campbell County GOP is to be commended, and anybody out there that's listening to this, please come down and support the Campbell County GOP for their efforts and in, in, in just fighting for our country. Okay. Well, once again, welcome to Wyoming. I'm going to get Scott Clem on the Thank phone you, so he can get everybody to the event awesome. on Saturday night. And I appreciate your time on the air. Awesome, awesome, Glenn. I appreciate you, sir. Hey, try to, hey, and one last shout-out, if I will. Yes. This is a call for local county officials right now. This is who we need to be at the Campbell County GOP. We need every elected Republican in Campbell County City Council, Village Council, County Commissioner, County Clerk, and especially the County Sheriff. So any of your listeners out there that know any of these people, call them and tell them to get down there because I'm a county official as well, and I know the importance of the county level. All right. Again, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Glenn. Oh, we go to Scott Clem. Morning, Scott. Thanks for getting him on the phone. How do we get people to this event in Campbell County? Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Appreciate that. And uh, so the event is tomorrow, uh, Saturday, January the 6th. It's going to be at Camplex, uh, the uh, the Heritage Center. So that's kind of the theater part. Just kind of to follow the crowd. Um, uh, but uh, it's kind of the central building there. It's going to be from 3 to 5. And this is a GOP fundraising event. So we're going to be doing a pie auction as well. But uh, the, the price is to get in. So it's, it's $20 for adults. Um, from 11 to 18, ten dollars and ten and under are free, and so we, uh, yeah, we just want to encourage folks to come on down and to to hear Koi's story and do a little fundraising for our our county GOP. Okay, so they can of course get tickets at the door, I would assume, or at can they the also get yeah. them online? No, it's just everything's at the door. So okay. just just show up and and away we go. And if you're wondering where that is, all you got to do is I just type in Campbell County, Wyoming, Camplex, and there you got directions yep. to get there from anywhere in Wyoming. Exactly, it's a big multi-event center, so you can't can't miss it. So yeah, Google Camplex, it'll take you right there. All right, Scott, thanks for coming on this morning. I appreciate your guest too. Yeah, thanks, sir. Appreciate Eight, it. Seventeen, wake up. Serious takes on local politics, or something like that. Tune in weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Hey, 21's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So big, big topic in this, well, the last legislative session, but the upcoming legislative session will, of course, be property taxes in the state of Wyoming because we've got a system that uh, appears to be broken, but maybe it's just because of all the rich people moving into our area and playing havoc with a system that has worked well for us for such a long time. So we have to come up with something different. We have to come up with some kind of relief. A lot of proposals have been offered and most of them never made it to the floor of the House and Senate. So on the phone with me now, former gubernatorial candidate Brent Bien and Robert Weber. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on this morning. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Yeah, good to be with you. So it's you Brent guys, let's start with uh, uh, Mr. Weber over here. Robert, uh, you guys apparently have an idea that might give us some relief. How, what, what's the idea based on? How's it work? Um. 
legislature ran 21 bills, as you just mentioned, and they weren't able to get any over the finish line in uh, February 23. So we picked up one of their bills, and we adjusted it to 50%, ran it through legislative service office, Department of Revenue, got our certification. And what it does, a citizen's initiative is the uh, fourth leg of the government. If the House and the Senate and the governor can't agree on a bill, they get gridlocked or they have a veto problem. The people have the right to enact legislation, and we're one of 26 states that can do that. But it's still a deliberative process because we need 30,000 signatures to put this on the election ballots. So we took one of their bills, kind of helped them, kind of helped the people in the state because right now we've got 3,400 tax liens on properties, residential properties in the state. And this was the number one issue for us last year during the election campaign, too. My, my name is Richard, by the way. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, it said Barbara up here. Richard, okay. Uh, let me talk to Brent for just a moment here. So one of the problems that has been uh, a concern, I should say, of a lot of local governments on the county level and on the city level is, well, if, we, if we're looking at property taxes and reforming them, is that going to cut into what we get because we need to do business in our communities? Uh, yeah, Glenn. Hey, hey, good morning again. Uh, no, it, it's not going to. I mean, we, we right off the, the top, uh, as we got our financial impact statement back from the Department of Revenue specifically on this, uh, was roughly $140 million per annum. And uh, as you know, we run at least a, a $10 billion biennium budget. And then, like last year, they, they had uh, about a $1.8 billion supplemental that was thrown on top of that. The key here, though, is, is that we have a rainy day fund, for lack of better words. A lot of people know what that is, or they've heard the term anyway. That has and it has twenty seven billion dollars in it. Okay, so it's like, and we keep we keep putting money into this, and I'm all about saving money. But uh, let me let me tell you, for a lot of the folks around this state, it's rainy, and you know we're here to try to help these folks stay in their home because that's that's one of the primary principles of freedom is private property ownership. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons we left England. So, you know, this last supplemental budget, you know, another $1.4 billion went into the Rainy Day Fund. You know, $80 million went into the Gordon's Green New Deal. And, uh, you know, so it's like, well, wait a minute here. All these people around our state are, are just trying to make it by, trying to stay in their home, and, uh, and they're getting forced out of them. And uh, so we, we see this in, at BCR Voter Initiative, and that's Brent, Cheryl, and Rich. That's the three of us. Cheryl uh, Aguiar lives up at Thermopolis, uh, as very much a freedom issue. So as Rich said, this was one of the biggest issues when uh, I was campaigning uh, during the last gubernatorial uh, run, is all, all the, the common issue around the state was residential property tax and just these massive increases in it. And we've seen just over the last several years an 87% increase uh, in residential property tax. And, and I want to make sure that this is this the people understand that this is property tax is a big thing. It, it, it encompasses a lot of things. We are focusing strictly on residential. And uh, so when when you hear a lot of the narratives out there that oh you know the schools aren't going to get funded, that uh, you know essential services like plowing the roads or et cetera. Uh, that couldn't be further from the truth. Okay, we are sitting on a, a pile of dough, pile of money, and, uh, you know, by the Constitution, our state Constitution, schools are required to be funded. The essential services in each county are required to be funded. 
So, you know, we, we have, uh, in this state, we have a spending problem. So we're, you know, as the fourth arm of legislation, as Rich talked about in this state, you know, we're going to legislate through the people because we've seen that, uh, you know, we have, we have a, a, a state government that's at an impasse. They can't get anything done. So, you know, with freedom is our, our foremost topic here is we decided to go forth with this and, and, uh, you know, really try to put, put the clamps down on, on all this frivolous spending that we're seeing out there and really force, uh, our government entities to start cutting because the people are cutting. We have to cut with this massive inflation, the self-inflicted, uh, national inflation, state inflation that's going on. So the government has to do that now too. Okay. So uh, Rich, real quick, where can people go to look up information for your proposal? Do you have it out there on the internet? We do. It's www.wyomingballotinitiatives.com. Okay. Wyomingballotinitiatives.com. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, that's all right. Wyomingballotinitiatives.com. I'll make sure that we have that in a little write-up that we do for you guys. And, Brent, you're going to be speaking in Casper about this. So where do people need to be? That That's right, uh, Glenn. Yeah, tomorrow uh, we're going to be at the Copper Cup Coffee Company, and that's at 621 Ash Street in Casper, and we'll be there from uh, 10 uh, a.m. to 2 p.m. tomorrow. So we're okay. hoping for a lot of folks to come in and ask questions. And, you know, we're this is a nonpartisan issue. So we want to hear, you know, we, we like the tough questions. We like to talk to people about it. We don't know the answer. We'll find it. Okay. But uh, we, we're looking forward to some good conversation. Okay, let's get people there again. So they're going to be in Casper, Wyoming. Now, where? It's the Copper Cup Coffee Company. Okay. And that's at 621 Ash Street in Casper. And that'll be between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. tomorrow. All right. On Gentlemen, set. thanks for coming on. And Brent, I might just pop by and talk aviation with you. Ah, let him look for <laughs> Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Coming up on some local business news time, right after news, we're going to have to roll into our weather forecast. Then it's a nice, long segment of open phones. Triple eight ninety seven woods That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Now, I always do open phones at some part of the day. It doesn't matter. At some time, there's always going to be open phones. On Fridays, it's the entire program unless we have guests. And Ms. Mary was good enough to put all those people you heard in the last half hour up during just that half hour. So the rest of the time, it's just you and me all the way. So I'm going to be going through a whole lot of topics that I want. I call it house cleaning to get all of this out of the way so we can enjoy our weekend. You are allowed to call and interrupt, change the subject all you want. That's just fine. Now, for those who heard this earlier this morning, I am going to repeat this topic right now. I got it because it was just that good. And I know people join me. We started in the morning with just a few listeners right at 6 o'clock in the morning. And the audience just keeps building throughout the day. 
you know, so by the time we get to the last hour of the program, there's just more and more people just as they get up, get their day started, get a cup of coffee and um, turn on the radio, grab their phone and listen off the Wake Up Wyoming app, however they're joining us. So for those people who weren't here around the six o'clock hour, oh, you're going to love this. Our vegan song. Try to amend my carnivorous habits. Made an LS7 today. Losing weight without speed, eating sunflower seeds. Drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up a race. But it's not, I'd have these wonderful drinks. Some kind of sensuous treat. Not bikini, fettuccine, vulgar wheat. But a big warm bun and a huge chunk of meat. One disagreement with the way he builds this thing. Lettuce, tomatoes, good. I like mustard, not Heinz 57. Kosher picker, I'm all into the pickle. I like that, but I'm just not a beer drinker. Sorry about that, but there you go. Okay, all of this for this story here. Miss, Miss Mary, thank you. This was just a brilliant story to send me. So if you, let's say we're having a wedding, you're getting married, right? And as you're setting up what, is going to be on the menu for people at the reception afterwards, you might want to ask the question, do we have any vegans or vegetarians out there? Which is a legit question. Some people are, you know. And you might even ask the question, anybody with any allergies? I mean, that's a rare thing, but sometimes people do have an allergy to certain foods. You might, if you're going to have a good size reception, it's a good idea to ask those questions. And then be very accommodating. And most people are. Well, here's this 20-year-old young snot of a woman who I keep warning her fiancé, run, Forrest, run. She disinvited anybody who eats meat. Just disinvited them. Now, it seems kind of odd because everybody who was invited originally to the wedding understood that she's a vegan and so the menu is going to be vegan and everybody said that's okay we can do that happy to help you out there if you're going to have a wedding and it's all going to be nothing but vegan stuff then fine we're okay with that happy to be at your wedding oh but that's not good enough no. Here's the story. A bride-to-be has a lot of people talking about who she isn't invited, or for that matter, disinvited. Not only does the woman want her guests to eat vegan at her wedding day, they have to give up animal, prod- animal products forever. Or you're not allowed to my wedding. I guess I'm not going to your wedding then. Anyone who refused was promptly uninvited including her mom and two cousins who were bridesmaids. She disinvited her mom. Now again, to the fiancé, run, Forrest, run. Story says this might have stayed a private matter, but the bride posted on a, a Facebook group called Vegan Revolution asking for advice about her omnivore family trying to guilt 
trip them because she doesn't want to host a bunch of murderers, she says. As for the reasoning, the bride, a mere 20 years old, says even though her loved ones, well, I should say ex-loved ones, were originally invited and agreed to a vegan menu, she couldn't go forward with knowing that after they got done, they would go back home and continue eating meat. So, she claims, mainly their family, uh, are anti-vegan and will attack her vegan friends. And that's not the case either. Again, you're serving nothing but vegan? Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. Oh, again, to the fiancé, get the hell out. At least one family member responded saying they have been nothing but supportive and said they were very hurt by her decision. Oh, dear God, can you imagine this young man is going to, he thinks, spend the rest of his life with her? Wait! Stop! Don't eat that food! Who are you? What are you doing in our house? I'm from the future. I'm here to warn you, don't eat that food. Why not? The eggs. They're full of cholesterol. What? Cholesterol. It... It clogs up your arteries. Eating even just one egg can dramatically increase your chance of heart attack. Don't eat eggs. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're welcome. Godspeed. Well, I guess I better take those eggs. Wait! Stop! You're back! Yeah. We were wrong about the eggs. How? It turns out there's two types of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, and eggs actually have both. So you can eat eggs... But just don't eat the egg yolks. So t- stick with the egg whites. Thank Yes, thank you. Godspeed. Wait! We were wrong about the eggs. Again? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it turns out that the amount of cholesterol in a food doesn't actually affect how much cholesterol ends up in your blood. The eggs are probably fine. In fact, we sort of don't even know what cholesterol is. But the steak... You can't eat the steak. Why not? Turns out that red meat increases your chance of heart attack. You have to cut out red meat. So no steak. Godspeed. Wait. We were wrong about the steak. It's the toast. Man was not meant to eat bread. What do you mean man was not meant to eat bread? Well, if you think about it, human beings should really only be eating what our Paleolithic ancestors ate. So, therefore, no bread, no toast. How do you know what our Paleolithic ancestors ate? Well, we we just have to guess, right? I mean, we don't have any way of knowing. Okay. We're back to the Paleolithic. They are not doing well. I don't know what we were thinking. If anything, we should all be eating a lot more bread. Jeez. So I guess just um, ignore everything I've said and exercise. Exercise, okay. Yeah, you guys could probably use it. You've been just sitting here for the last 35 years. It's been five minutes. Right. Time travel. Turns out it's genetic. Doesn't matter whether you exercise or what you eat. I'm sorry I ruined your meal. Do you want some eggs? I'd love some. Okay. Well, (laughs) R.H. in Wiggins, Colorado, um, is answering me about the story that I just read. And that's very funny. R.H., that is extremely funny what you wrote there. I really did just laugh out loud. And there is no way I'm repeating that on the air. It's wake up.
If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off he goes to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So earlier this morning, Frank, I just gave you some weird weird album titles, right? Okay, so... I also watched the uh, yeah. pillow fight thing. Yes, and... You know, it's a fringe thing, uh-huh. for sure. The yes. first thing I, I, I noticed, that there's some decent athletic moves in the whole thing. Sure, yeah. But I don't think there's feathers no. in the pillow. No, if there's no, not no. rocks in there either. Yes. But there's something weighted where you can kind of do that. Yeah, you, you, can, know? you can actually get a pretty good wallop with that thing. For people yeah, but, don't but, know, but it's, not, it's not goose feathers. It's, it's in no. the pillowcase. No. Steve sent us a video that it's, it's a boxing arena. There's two guys who are dressed like boxers, but it's pillow fighting. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. And if you're thinking, oh, like it's pillow fighting. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. These guys are quite serious, and they got some moves. Yeah, maybe they can, they can be the warm-up back for WWE and one of their uh, shows. I would think so. I would do that. Okay. Um, I follow some weird stuff on Facebook. Right? Oh, I'm sure you yeah. do. Okay. One of them is just weird albums and album covers yeah, yeah, and yeah. so on. Yeah. So this one shows a woman uh, on a washboard, old-fashioned washboard, mm-hmm. and then also she's ironing with a very old-fashioned ironing, like when electricity was new. Okay. And the name of the album is Music for Washing and Ironing. <laughs> well, and what year was this? Ah, uh, geez, this is like in the 30s. Is it, is it, I mean, like. Yeah. You know the the Glen or- the Glen Orchestra or uh, Marcus- let me see the no. Somerset Strings, the Glen Miller Orchestra. No Somerset Strings, music oh. for washing and ironing. So I posted that okay. to see what people would say. Uh, Mark says my 11 year old daughter's favorite band is the Beatles. I bet she'd disagree because I said I bet you this is better listening to the Beatles. Why it's not? Yeah. Gwen said, I prefer to listen to Valvaldi's Four Season Concerto while vigorously scrubbing my clothes on a washboard. Uh, let me see. Anne, Anne, we're going to have a problem. Uh, Anne says, for me, it's disco. Oh, you're going to wash and iron to disco? She's going to wash and iron to disco. She is. That's where she is, yes. Walt says, wow. I would iron to Iron Maiden. Okay, so Iron Maiden would be good, yeah. yeah. Iron Maiden and ironing. That just makes total sense. I get it. I, I can but I can tell you what's going to happen when you listen to Iron Maiden. Yes. Whatever they're ironing is going to be on fire. Now, Sharon said, out of curiosity, I had to see if this was on YouTube, and sure enough, I found it. One song is at least pretty good. Crazy thing is, I can totally picture myself ironing to the beat of this album. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All righty, then. Girls High School basketball from yesterday in that Cheyenne tournament that began uh, on Thursday and will continue today and tomorrow. Yesterday, Casper Kelly Walsh lost to Wheatland 36-31, and the Trojans also lost to Cheyenne Central 62-59. Douglas over Laramie 65-56. Cheyenne East down Rock Springs 61-28. Cheyenne South over Evanston, 42-35. The Trona defeated Riverton, 82-63. Today in girls play, Douglas and East at 10-30 this morning over uh, at East. The Trona versus Rock Springs at Story Gym at 10-30. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at 3 at East. Green River at East at 6. Evanston at Central at 6. Riverton at South at 6. On the boys' side from yesterday down in Cheyenne, Kelly Walsh split their games. They beat Wheatland, 47-38 and lost to Cheyenne Central, 64-42. Laramie, a winner over Douglas, 77 77- 
61. Cheyenne beat Rock Springs 69-27. Natrona defeated Riverton 60-50 at Evanston over Cheyenne South 60-36. Today on the boys' side in Cheyenne, Douglas at East at noon. Natrona versus Rock Springs at noon over at Story. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at 4.30 at East. Cheyenne East will host Evanston at 7.30. Rock Springs will take on Laramie at 7.30 and at Story. And then Cheyenne South will host Riverton at 7.30 in that tournament all day today and then also all day tomorrow. Men's College Hoops, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at New Mexico tomorrow down in Albuquerque. Their Cowboys are 8-6 and six overall, 1-0 and in Mountain West play after a last-second win over San Jose State back on Tuesday in Laramie. Now, New Mexico has won 12 of 14 games so far. Their own one in league play after a loss to nationally rated Colorado State on Tuesday. The Pitt and Albuquerque can be a very difficult place to play. That's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be in Colorado Springs on Saturday afternoon to meet the Air Force Academy at 1 p.m. Cowgirls were 7-6 and six after a 54-48 road win over Utah State on Wednesday. Air Force is 8-6 and six overall and 1-1 one and one in league play. High school wrestling, the huge chain shadow tournament will start this morning in Douglas. The two Casper schools, the three Cheyenne schools, Laramie, Glenrock, Burns, Pine Bluffs are among 32 teams involved in this deal that will start at 11.30 this morning and continue all day tomorrow. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with new head coach Jay Sauvel has decided on Jay Johnson as their new offensive coordinator. He was the O coordinator at Michigan State for the last four seasons and they weren't very good on offense this past season, but they were in 2021 so we'll see what this guy does. He replaces Tim Polasek, who is now the head coach of North Dakota State. So Steve, who sent us the pillow fight video, says, yes, Gambino, we know Denver Broncos football is a form of pillow fighting. Well, it has been, yeah. Yes. He said, I just want to hear how Gambino would report play-by-play a matchup on radio. Maybe encourage him to watch this and do play-by-play. I don't think I can encourage him enough to do that. No, 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 no. Not really, no. Although that would be funny. But I was listening to the play-by-play of the pillow fighting. Like, oh, what a great spin move. Oh, yeah, God, just sound, yeah. Well, you know, they get paid to do that, so they got to make it sound exciting. Well, of course, yeah. Okay, and if I ever see kids in a pillow fight, I'm doing that. Yeah, and and then put it on YouTube. That's exactly right. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, we are in an open phone segment. It is the weekend, so anything goes in this case. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. And I do have some. I call them house cleaning things. Things I'm getting rid of before the weekend, but you can always change the subject. Not a problem. Today's show is sponsored by Do It Yourself Pet Taxidermy Kit. You'll never have to say goodbye to Mr. Sprinkles again. Again, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, 
and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Let's take a look at government and money real quick here. Because one, you see, one of the things I've said many times over why I don't want government in charge of various things is because they do such a horrible job with it. So, for example... Government decides to take over education, and I, I think they started off pretty good, but it got off the rails real fast to the point we end up with the Department of Education, and it just keeps getting worse. The Department of Education needs to go, and it has made education in America in general just a mess, which is why so many people are getting out of public education and sending their kids to charter schools or private schools or homeschooling because of the state of government education. And that's been going downhill for quite a while. Government decided to fix college education from universities to local college and so on. And that has become a mess. Now we have kids graduating in massive debt, massive debt, with degrees that don't do anything. Their degrees are useless, and they paid a lot of money for it. And then government decided to take over the student loan program. If you wanted to get loan, borrow money to go to college, you have to borrow through government. And that process is a mess too. Now, government wanted to fix health care. The more government gets involved in health care, the worse the entire system has become. More expensive, more bureaucratic, onerous, helping fewer and fewer people. It's a mess. If you really want to see government run health care systems that are just, I mean, seriously, just a tragedy... Go to Canada, go to the U.K., places like that where they have universal health care because universal health care is just a disaster. But that's what happens when government tries to take over things. That's why when when government decides to take over the automotive industry, we're all going to drive electric cars. How's that working out? And I do have more stories about more electric uh, car problems, especially with the manufacturer and sales of them. But okay. Then we hear there are those in Wyoming, including our governor, but some other people who call for an all-of-the-above approach for energy. And my problem with that is, well, government has made a mess of so many other things. I don't – look what happens as the more government gets in their, their fingers into energy. They promise us it's going to be affordable, reliable, sustainable, green, clean. It's the opposite of all of that as they push more toward wind and solar – your energy is becoming less affordable, less reliable, less green, less clean, less sustainable. It's just it's the opposite of everything they said. But we know we should have learned this lesson because before that ever came to America, that's what was happening in Europe. And it's still happening in Europe right now. All right. So let's take a look at a couple of stories on that vein or in that spirit. of Federal regulations cost the U.S. economy three trillion dollars in 2022. Now, this president, more than any, I've seen other presidents with a lot of federal regulations. Through this president, I've never seen it this bad, and that's really bad. So he says, in the latest vindication of our founding father's philosophy of limited government, a study found that federal regulations and compliance to those regulations cost the U.S. economy about $3 trillion. That's, that's particularly hard on small businesses, by the way. Federal regulations are burdensome, complex, contrary, and often unnecessary. Even when regulations can be helpful, they're usually not within 
the province of federal government as defined in the Constitution. The founders recognized that big government would end up doing far more harm than good, and they have been justified in, in saying that. In fact, I have been justified in saying that over many years on this program. So the benchmark cost for a federal regulation study finds that the total cost of complying with federal regulations in 2022 is an estimated $3.79 trillion in 2023 dollars, an amount equal up to 12% of America's GDP. They also provide numbers to emphasize how our owners' federal regulations are the increase. Well, it's an increase in aggressive regulatory compliance from 2012 to now. And it gives you all the numbers for this. It's, it's a pretty interesting article if you want to pour through all of those numbers. Like a lame geek like I am there. Okay, now, having said that, so th- that's just the cost of compliance with regulations, right? And all of those regulations are supposed to improve everything. Every time government writes more regulations, a bureaucracy writes more regulations, or Congress passes a law, they talk about all the wonderful things and how it's going to be, again, sustainable. They always have to throw out that word. And it's going to save you time and money, and life is going to be so good with these rules, and it makes things far worse. Then there's this headline. Colossal waste. Feds made $236 billion in improper payments just last year. That's just improper payments. Chairman of the House Freedom Caucus described the improper payments, more evidence that Washington is broken. Until a closer look is had, taxpayers never knew what part of $236 billion in attributable waste, fraud, and abuse was where it all went to. The Government Accountability Office, which is an oxymoron, has reported $236 billion worth of taxpayer improper payments made under the Biden administration fiscal year 2023, more than double the amount for 2013. According to the Government Accountability Office, potential waste, fraud, and abuse runs across the spectrum of federal agencies. Since 2003, there have been more than $2.4 trillion in proper payments made across federal government. And I guarantee you, folks, as I read that to you, that's not even close to the actual amount. That's just what they found. That can't even be close to the actual amount. The government watchdog defines improper payments as payments that should not have been made or were made in the incorrect amount or even to people who shouldn't have been paid at all. In fiscal year 2022, the amount of improper payments was $247 billion. United States government programs typically accounts for the improper payments include Medicare, Medicaid, earned income tax credit, Social Security. Yeah, there's a lot of people who get Social Security. There are people who they paid into it and they're getting back what they're supposed to get back. But then there's other people who never paid into it and they're getting full payback, even though they never paid into it. There are people who only partially paid into it, but they're getting full back. So whenever we talk about cutting Social Security, there's always these people who go into panic mode. But I paid into that. Well, then you should be okay. But the people who didn't pay into pay into it or partially paid into it, what are they getting? That's what we got to cut. So the White House published a blog post November 22nd, 2023, explaining the federal government's overall rate of improper payments had gone down. Uh, but the post did not include government-wide total as dollar amount. So in other words, the government missed – this is the same president, by the way, who said – I cut the budget by a trillion dollars. You did not, liar. 
you increased it by about $13 trillion. So, okay, uh, Representative Bob Good, Republican of Virginia, chairman of the conservative House Freedom Caucus, described the improper payments as more evidence demonstrating Washington, D.C. is broken. Well, we all know Washington, D.C. is broken. Congress faces two appropriation deadlines at the end of this month or in early February. Both House and Senate must pass another spending bill to keep the government funded. Those negotiations are currently underway. National debt is now at about $34 trillion. Actually, it has surpassed $34 trillion. And this is your president who said, I've cut the... Uh-huh. More than 13 years ago, the story says, former President Barack Obama signed the Improper Payments Elimination and Recovery Act. The goal was reducing improper payments by $50 billion through 2012. See, But it's gone up. They said they wanted to cut, but it's gone up. Once again, whenever your government gets into something, and even in, in their own business, and they say, we're going to fix this. Not just the opposite happens, but to the extreme, the opposite happens. Which is why you find me a proponent of tiny government, not ever-growing government. Attention. This radio show has been taken over by artificial intelligence. Since it's obvious you humans have no idea what you are doing, this unit has determined that it must take over and rule. Ha 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 ha. Sorry folks, the toaster oven in our kitchen thought it was all bad, so we'll be needing a new one. Sure, this show is sustainable. We sequester all gas emissions to one room. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1, weekdays at 6. 923 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I have to ask Bert and Cheyenne a question. Bert, I'm a little confused here. He sent uh, on the improper payment story I just did. He sends me a note. Are these improper payments including confessional salaries? Well, now, the first thing I thought of was a bunch of people in Congress going to confession. Or did you mean congressional salaries? Because if it's congressional salaries, that would be an improper payment. Confessional, I don't know if we have enough money to hire all the priests and all the time necessary to get the confessions for all the horrible people in Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, Greta Thunberg. It's dancing in a nightclub with their hands held high. Big screen TVs. Greta's angry face looking down at those TVs. Scouring at those kids. How dare you? Oh, she's not happy. So, okay, here's the latest on this. First off, New York's massive offshore wind empire goes blades up. Story says another huge blow to the wind. It says renewable here. That's not true. There's nothing renewable about it. But a huge blow for the wind energy system to fight climate change. BP and one other company have scrapped a massive offshore wind project off of New York's Long Island. Empire Wind 2. Not going anywhere. They wanted, like other wind companies... They wanted massive rate increases to pay for all of this. Despite all of the subsidies that they're getting, they're not getting enough to do this. Same thing is happening. I've talked about other projects going through this. And even in the U.K., they're suffering through this as well. 
Quote, without this adjustment, as it was uh, merely a system to tweak or something, no one would even notice. The numbers, and, and by the way, a lot of this money was supposed to be passed on to the consumer. So remember you were told wind energy was affordable, clean, green, sustainable, affordable, reliable. None of that's true, especially when it comes to affordable. But none of that's true. New York Public Service Commission denied the petition by the state's two offshore wind developers for an increase as high as 55%. You imagine paying for the electric bills there again. We're going to get you all of this wonderful wind power. It's going to be clean and green and your electric bill is going to be dropping so sick. You're going to love your low electric bill. Oh, it's just gonna, and, and is this what's happening? Yeah, of course not. So, once again, why I don't want these people in government involved in anything. Really, not much of anything because they don't know what they're doing. And this is more proof of that. Now, Business Insider Magazine, what happened to electric vehicles? It was supposed to be inevitable. But the electric vehicle takeover has hit some serious roadblocks. And then they write that the EV plan was flawed from the start. I do read investment business because I'm a dork like that, but all right. Electric, the story says electric vehicles were supposed to be inevitable. Two years ago, President Joe Biden climbed behind the wheel of a beefy white electric Hummer to tout his plan to make half of all new cars electric by 2030. We are nowhere even near that. That is not going to happen. The following year, Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which even the president admitted was a lie, has nothing to do with reducing inflation, which created a bevy of incentives for drivers to buy electric and invest in EVs. That set off a flurry of new project EV plants, battery manufacturing facilities, mining operations began popping up. By the end of 2022, the situation looked promising. More and more Americans were going to buy electric, right? And soon everybody would be driving an EV, reducing emissions, which it wouldn't reduce emissions, but I'll save the time on that. These are not zero emissions vehicles. The transition to an all EV future seemed like a slam dunk. Sure, sales of EVs went up for just a short while, but then tanked. In the third quarter of 2023, uh, is the market showed that, uh-oh, um, <clears throat> nobody was hitting anywhere close to their sales targets. The trickle-down effect decreasing demand everywhere. EVs accumulated at dealerships. Even some dealerships said, we're not taking EVs anymore. Ford had delayed $12 billion. They're not going to produce a whole bunch of EVs. You know, including the Ford F-150 truck and so on. General Motors delayed production of key EV models as well. And even Tesla is making fewer. In fact, some of these uh, big, there were supposed to be big battery uh, manufacturing plants that were going to pop up all over the country. And many of those battery manufacturing plants are not going to be built. They were just told, just like those wind turbines I told you off the coast of New York are not going to be built. These battery manufacturing plants are just not going to be built. And there were many communities that were all excited because I remember watching news stories from local news organizations around the country. We're going to get a battery factory set up here in our city. That's going to create so many great jobs, and it's not coming. So, again, another dud.
but all right. Here we come into local news. Then we're going to roll into weather forecast after that. And another segment of Open Phones, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. I'll just kind of roll with it. So wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods. He talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six of time. Wake up, Wyoming. Now there's a few minutes worth of open phones left. So if you want to jump in, you can. Triple eight ninety-seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety-seven. W O O D S. I do have some other stories, but I thought you know it's Friday, and <clears throat> some of these stories are kind of hardcore stories. Now it's Friday. That's just enough of that. So I opened up a file. Boy, I have this massive file here of um, all sorts of satirical bits that we create in house. Right here on the Wake Up Wyoming show. Now, if you want to hear some of these, Miss Mary has been releasing them season by season. So you can go back and listen to a lot of the stuff that we've done. Use your Wake Up Wyoming app. Go to the App Store. Touch Wake Up Wyoming. Okay. And uh, so when the Wake Up Wyoming app opens up, you go to On Demand. Okay. And then select Wake Up Wyoming. So that's it. Open up the app. On Demand. Wake Up Wyoming. And then you're looking for Wyoming Altered States. And we have just so much stuff in there. Some I haven't played on the air in a while. Now, the one I'm about to play in Gillette, Wyoming, is DJ. For many years, we have used DJ as a uh, gauge as to whether the bit is good or not. If I write a, a comedy bit for the show, a satirical bit, and she hates it, then we know it's going to be a smash hit. Now, if you think I'm kidding about that, oh, no. And this is the one she hates the most. Sir, I was just in the bathroom, and Dan decided, decided to take this workplace paperless. Paperless, sir? Uh, yes, I think we're behind the times on this. Well, yes, sir, but... We're going green. Got to save the planet, you know. Yes, sir. And besides, with today's technology, using paper just slows everything down. Yes, sir, but... but... Why spend money on ink and paper, expensive coffee machines, and everything can be done with the click of a mouse? Yes, sir, but I... But what, John? Sir, there's there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Right. Well, d- don't worry. There's an app for an that. An app, sir? No, come on now, Jenkins. Get with the times. An app uh, for your phone. See, just touch the toilet paper app on my phone and... On your phone, sir? But... Well, you certainly can't use your iPad. I mean, that's a little big, don't you think? Especially, uh, well, not so big for mural down in accounting. <laughs> Have you seen her big keister? No, sir, I try not to look at her. <laughs> I can't, uh, can't use your laptop. 
laptop with, with, with the flip screen. That's just too big and awkward. And forget the desktop tower. Can't go dragging that down the hall now, can you? No, sir, no, sir. So the iPhone it has to sir, be. Sir, I'm not so sure. Uh, well, what do you of course, we're a little bud like yours, Jenkins. Better get a Razor phone. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, sir, if you'll excuse me, I need to go back to the bathroom and finish what I started. Can you do that? Oh, and, and Jenkins. Yes, sir. Uh, while you're heading that way, uh, find out who's been picking leaves off of the plant down there. There's only two left. Two left. Ah, that should just about do it. Uh, do what, Jenkins? Not important, sir. I'll get right on it. This public service announcement is just a reminder that going green has consequences. So you see, this is why uh, DJ and Gillette really hated that one. Uh, now, it wasn't just the toilet paper app. Oh, 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 oh. This one she hated even more than that one I just played. She, I, This one she hated, like, more than... But you see, that's why I'm going to play it. And and I hope she's listening. Jenkins! Yes, sir, here, sir. Uh, Jenkins, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh, it seems that, well, due to Obamacare, uh, we're going to have to drop our insurance for our employees. Oh, sir, that's really bad news, especially for older folks like you. Well, I was uh, uh, thinking, Jenkins, maybe we could handle such doctor visits uh, in-house. I save everybody a lot of money and aggravation. Sir, I, I really don't think you want Walter in sales giving the exam he's always wanted to give to Sean. Charlotte in accounting? Well, I'm sure we could post a schedule of names of who can exam who. Sir, this has lawsuit written all over it. Well, yes, that's why I called you in here. You see, I trust you, son. And, uh, you see, I'm a man of my age has to get a, a certain exam every so often. Sir, I really don't like where this is going. Oh, not to worry, Jenkins. Oh, thank God. This will only take a moment. Oh, dear God. I left some gloves uh, on my desk for you. Trust and, uh, me, sir. I don't even know what I'm looking for up there. Look, if it makes you feel any better, uh, I'd like to take you out to lunch after. Sir, I really don't think I want to touch food after this. Oh, you might have a good point there. Besides, isn't it customary to buy the dinner first? You see, that's why DJ really hated that bit. But the moment she heard that and she went, oh my God, you cannot. And she just told us there's no way you can play that on the air. Which we knew immediately that means it was going to be a huge hit. And I rushed to play it on the air as soon as I possibly could. So, you know, sometimes it's a good idea to have someone around who uh, just has a uh, different sense of humor than you do. So, you know, when something's funny by their lack of reaction or total disgust at what you said, which, by the way, I think is the point of this entire program. Because uh, one of the things that I make sure to do on this program, not just for me, because it helps me, but for you is not to be the same old kind of talk show where there's just some old guy spitting into the microphone day after day about the same old angry, depressing things. Because, you know, after all, in the end, it's going to be okay. This one's for the people who've ever felt the pain of stepping on a Lego. I know it hurts. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Blue. 
covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 9.48's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank, just perfect to wrap up your week here. I got just a fun little joke for you. I'm ready. Okay, well, <clears throat> we start off with uh, a hand being held up, all five fingers spread out. Okay. And the thumb says, I show approval. You know, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, he can even hitch a ride if he wants oh, to. Oh, okay. Hey, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the pointer finger. I'm number one. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of cool there. Oh, the pinky. I'm used for special promises. Well, you've done that, I suppose, well, right? The I, pinky yeah, swear yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, okay. Maybe. Yeah. A lot of kids do the pinky swear yeah. thing. That's kind of cool over there. Oh, and, and then the ring finger. And it's called the ring finger because it's saying, I symbolize love. Wow. Meantime, the middle finger is going, okay, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so is the middle finger flipping off the other four fingers? No, no, it's just standing there going, yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that gesture depends on where you go, Frank, because, all right, one time, I'm trying to remember what was the name of the, uh, in, in the U.K., uh, some people out there remind me the name of the leader over here. World War II. Who's in charge? Churchill. Uh, Churchill. Thank you. I don't know why that slipped my mind. And, and he was getting off an airplane, and he wanted to throw up the victory sign. Depends on which way you hold your hand. One way is victory. Flip your hand around the other way, it means up yours. Oh, really? So he's getting off the airplane with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody had to pull him aside and go, um... <laughs> no, no, not that way, no. Not what you were saying to these people. I don't think you understand. Then, of course, there's Italian gestures that you just don't do. Well, no, yeah, you just kind of, with the little elbow yeah. and, you know... In fact, when it comes to the Italian gestures... Don't use anything that involves your hand and your face in any way. No, because you can go like this under, underneath your chin. Underneath the chin, or even if you're just rubbing, like you're like you're rubbing your beard on the, on your cheek. Yeah, that's bad news. Oh, very don't, much. don't do stuff yeah. like that. No, and so it's a good idea when you go. In fact, oftentimes when people have been given a job in a foreign country, one of the things that they're told they, they get sit down for a little seminar or you you have to yes and here are the things you don't do which might in america be seem okay. like a nice gesture yeah not there no in another country oh that's a butt kick in it you might have just ra raised your hand away high and oh you just threw out the biggest insult ever in fact in some countries in the middle east don't ever do anything with your left hand i didn't know that yeah I know you can't spit on the sidewalk there. No, don't even. Do, I don't do that. That's, I know some people in America do, though. But. Yuck. All righty. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be on the road in Albuquerque tomorrow night to meet New Mexico. The folks are 8-6 and six overall, 1-0 in Mountain West play after that last-second win over San Jose State on Tuesday in Laramie. New Mexico is 12-2, and two, but they are 0-1 in league play after a loss to Nashville rated Colorado State back on Tuesday. Pitt and Albuquerque can be a tough place to play, and that's an 8 p.m. start tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be at the Air Force Academy tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. The Cowgirls 7-6 and six after beating Utah State on Wednesday 54-48. They're 2-0 oh in league play. The Air Force is 1-1 one one in the league. 
and eight and six overall. High school basketball, the Big Cheyenne tournament kicked off yesterday on the boys' side. Kelly Walsh split their games. They beat Wheatland 47-38 and lost to Cheyenne Central 64-42. Laramie over Douglas 77-61. Cheyenne East over Rock Springs 69-27. Natrona down Riverton 60-50. Evanston over Cheyenne South 60-36. Today on the boys' side in Cheyenne, Douglas at East at noon. Natrona versus Rock Springs at noon over at the Story Gym. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at 4.30 at East. Then Cheyenne East will host Evanston at 7.30. Rock Springs will take on Laramie at 7.30 over at Story. And then Cheyenne South will host Riverton at 7.30. On the girls' side, yesterday in Cheyenne, Kelly Walsh lost to Wheatland 36-31. And they lost to Cheyenne Central 62-59. Douglas beat Laramie 65-56. Cheyenne East down Rock Springs 61-28. South over Evanston 42-35. And the Trona beat Riverton 82-63. Today in girls' play, Douglas and East at 10.30 this morning. The Trona versus Rock Springs at Story at 10.30. Sheridan versus Kelly Walsh at 3 p.m. at East. Green River at East at 6 p.m. East at uh, no, Evanston at Central at 6. Riverton at South at 6. And that tournament in Cheyenne will continue tomorrow. High school wrestling, the huge Chain Shadow tournament begins this morning at 1130 in Douglas. The two Casper schools, the three Cheyenne schools, Laramie, Glenrock, Burns, Pine Bluffs, among the 32 teams who are involved in this deal. That's an 1130 start this morning and will continue tomorrow all day in Douglas. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys with new head coach Jay Sauvel reportedly have decided on Jay Johnson as their new offensive coordinator, who's the old coordinator at Michigan State for the last four years, and was not retained when the Spartans hired Jonathan Smith from Oregon State as their new head coach. Michigan State offense this past season was nothing to write home about, but under Johnson's hire, the Spartans were actually pretty good in 2021-0. Johnson replaces Tim Polasek, who's now the head coach at North Dakota State. So let's go over real quick here the Gambino schedule for the weekend. I'm going to go to Douglas here in about another hour for okay. that wrestling tournament, which will right. be gigantic. Then down to Cheyenne for the uh, James Johnson basketball tournament. I'll do that okay. Friday and Saturday, and then I'll be back on Sunday. Oh, okay. So now, do you leave Douglas and go straight to Cheyenne? Yes. Oh, wow. That okay. That's a full day. What time? What time do you get out of Douglas and head to Cheyenne? Well, I, I want to be out of there by one thirty. Oh, okay. I was about to say yeah, because that's going to be a real full day. What yeah, yeah, it's okay. You know, there's there's always coffee. There's always coffee down there, and I do enjoy. I know you like to say Little America, which mm-hmm. is. I mean, just I—I I think a great place there. I mean, oh, it's all, it's awesome. It's really, and, and they have coffee. They do, even in your room. Yeah. In fact, I usually go get a cup of coffee. Then I take all the K cups they have in the bedroom there, and I take them home <laughs> with me. I only take the sugar in the plastic straws. <laughs> yeah, have a great weekend. Let's wake up, my own.